The views and opinions expressed by Professor Porterfield do not necessarily reflect the views of the sponsors or their affiliates. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to a special broadcast of the Now You Know Show, a production of the LMC Radio Network and sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company, available at luckymojo.com online. Tonight's show is going to be a very different kind of show than the shows that you normally hear here. If you're a first-time listener, this is not what you would normally hear on the Now You Know show. If you're a regular, you will know that this is going to be a rather unusual show. We're not going to have a lot of snappy, happy tunes tonight. There's not going to be any silly humor. There aren't going to be a myriad of different voices There will be no Johnny, there will be no Wink Winkerson, no Charlie Witherspoon on this evening, because if they were real people, even a hardened old news hound like Phil Patchy Fogg would be beside himself and unable to broadcast this evening. Tonight we're not going to have a segment of the secrets of scriptural sorcery. We're not going to go into the kitchen and talk about an herb or a root. There's not even really going to be a professor pontification, although I do have quite a bit to say. And then a little later on in the show, we're going to be taking live calls from those of you who want to call. Before we start, I have a few things to say. Tonight's show, although we will address him, is not going to be about Dylan Roth. Because we're not going to hold him up. We're not going to make him the important thing in this, but we will be discussing it. Tonight's show is not going to get into a big deal about a whole bunch of bullshit that has nothing to do with what's happened, because we're not going to hold that up. Tonight's show is not going to be about me, because I am unimportant in this. Tonight's show, however, is going to be dedicated to Cynthia Hurd, age 54, Susie Jackson, age 87, Ethel Lance, age 70, Reverend DePayne Middleton Doctor, age 49. 
the Honorable Reverend Clementa Pickney, age 41. Tawanza Sanders, age 26. Reverend Daniel Simmons, Sr., age 74. Sharonda Singleton, age 45. And Myra Thompson, age 59. Edamale Rachman Baruch, Dayen Ha Amet. May they be blessed and righteous. May they know peace. May their families be comforted amongst the mourners. May they be exalted. We're going to come back here in a little bit, and I'm going to say a few things that I need to say about all this, because this is the an event unlike, well, I wish unlike others, but a event too like others. But for me, it is the signal that a hard rain is going to fall. So I will leave you with this for a few moments. Oh, where have you been, my blue-eyed son? And where have you been, my darling young one? I've stumbled on the side of twelve misty mountains I've walked and I've crawled on six crooked highways I've stepped in the middle of seven-side forest I've been out in front of a dozen dead oceans I've been ten thousand miles in the mouth of a graveyard And it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard rain you're gonna fall Oh, what did you see, my blue-eyed son? And what did you see, my darling young one? I saw a newborn baby with wild wolves all around it so highway diamonds with nobody on it I saw a black branch with blood that kept dripping I saw a room full of men with their hammers a-bleeding I saw a white ladder all covered with water Saw ten thousand talkers whose tongues were all broken. Saw guns and sharp swords in the hands of young children. And it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, and it's a hard, it's a hard rain 
gonna fall hey, What did you hear My blue-eyed son And what did you hear My darling young one I heard the sound Of a thunder that roared Out a warning Heard the roar of a wave that could drown the whole world I heard one hundred drummers whose hands were a-blazing I heard ten thousand whispering and nobody listening I heard one person starve, I heard many people laughing I heard the song of a poet who died in the gutter I heard the sound of a clown who cried in the alley And it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard rains are gonna fall Oh, what did you meet, my blue-eyed son? And who did you meet, my darling young one? I met a young child beside a dead pony. I met a white man who walked a black dog. I met a young woman whose body was burning I met a young girl, she gave me rainbow I met one man who was wounded in love I met another man who was wounded in hatred And it's hard, it's hard It's hard, it's hard, it's hard rains are gonna fall. And what'll you do now, my blue-eyed son? And what'll you do now, my darling young one? I'm a going back out for the rain starts a falling. I walk to the depths of the deepest dark forest, where the people are many and their hands are all empty, where the pellets of poison are flooding their waters. Where the home in the valley meets the damp, dirty prison And the executioner's face is always well hidden Where hunger is ugly, where the souls are forgotten Where black is the color, where none is the number And I'll tell it and speak it and think it and breathe it And reflect from the mountains so all souls can see it And I 
I'll stand on the ocean until I start sinking And I'll know my song well before I start singing And it's hard, it's hard, it's hard And it's hard, it's hard rains are gonna fall That was A Hard Rain's Gonna Fall by Bob Dylan. Today is June 18th, 2015, but we are not here to discuss June 18th, 2015. We are here to discuss June 17th, 2015, yesterday, a Wednesday. And in case you've tuned in and you don't know what's going on, yesterday evening, A young man, about 21 years of age, Daniel Roth, entered the Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church, Mother Emmanuel Church, in Charleston, South Carolina. He came in early for the Bible study. And he asked, where Reverend, where the reverends were, and he went and he sat near them throughout the Bible study. And as the Bible study ended and the services began, he stood and produced at least one weapon and said that he had come to, quote, kill black people he then opened fire on the crowd, wounding many, killing eight at the time, and later the Reverend Daniel Simmons Sr., who was 74, would die at the hospital. During the shooting, when he was begged and pleaded with to stop by the victims there, he said to ask him to stop doing this, he replied, quote, You rape our women, and you're taking over our country, and you have to go. That is what happened. We've had a lot of troubles in this country. We've had a lot of injustice. We've had a lot of murder. Out and out murder. But yesterday, yesterday, what can I say about yesterday? All I can say about yesterday is that On September 15, 1963, the 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama, was bombed by four members of the Ku Klux Klan, 15 sticks of dynamite. 
and they killed Eddie Mae Collins, Cynthia Wesley, Carol Robinson, and Carol Denise McNair, four little girls who were in the church's basement, changing out of their robes. And that moment, the sounding of a goddamn horn, clearer than if Gabriel himself had blown it. And tonight, but the shooting, killing of nine people middle of their service at the Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina, the same sounding of the same damn horn. And it is time that something was done. Now, before I get any further into this, and we are going to take calls a little later on in the show, but before I get any further into this, there are going to be some people who are going to listen to this at some point, maybe in the future in the archives. I don't know. And they're going to say, what does this have to do with hoodoo? What does this have to do with conjure? What does this have to do with root work? Well, I'm going to try to lay it out for you. But before I do that, I have a message that I need to send. So I'm going to send a message out right now. And it is meant to me reach the ears of some people who are not listening, some people who are never going to listen to this show, ever. You couldn't pay them to listen to this show. So I'm going to ask a favor of everyone who is listening to this show. Carry this message for me, if you will. Carry this message to every worker in our community. Carry this message to every professional worker, every amateur worker in our community and outside our community. Carry this message. I am officially calling off any damn hostilities that you and I have with each other. If you and I don't like each other, okay. We don't have to like each other. If you and I don't approve of each other, okay, we don't have to approve of each other. If you wouldn't sit at a table and break bread with me, okay, we don't have to sit at a table and break bread together. If you think I'm a shuck and jive artist, a liar, a scoundrel, or if I think you're all of that, okay, we can keep thinking that. But we have got to bury our meaningless hatchets right now tonight it's almost too late already they said i'm not gonna play it anymore i'm done i'm done i said this once before on the show i'm gonna say it again bigger fish to fry it is time that we stopped it is time that we put down the little tiny daggers that we use at each other and time that we picked up swords against a far greater enemy. 
We've got to. We've got to. We've got to. We have other people who are out to kill. Let's be clear about that. They're out to kill. We have a system of racism in this country that is absolutely 100% embedded like a kick. Otherwise, they're going to kill us. They're going to force us into prison. They're going to shoot us in the streets. They're going to shoot us at churches. And in case you thought I forgot, the mirror in my house works perfectly fine. I know exactly what color I am. I know exactly what color eyes, skin, and hair I have. I'm not like this, whatever this lady is, doesn't even know who she is anymore, making all the news nowadays. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you is this. We sit and fiddle our sour songs. Rome is burning. City's burning. So I'm saying that now, the spiritual worker in our community and outside our community, we can get back to that later. We can get back to the fussing and fighting some other day. Or somebody else can. It's time right now. It's time right now. And for us as spiritual workers to do something about this. Some of spiritual workers who are hearing the sound of my voice are what we call ladyhearted. Okay, I'm not judging you. You be ladyhearted. You be in charge of the healing. You be in charge of the care. You be in charge of that. Our specialists, all they do is law and legal work, court cases. Okay, you handle that. You do that. You make sure justice gets served in the courts. Some of the workers that are listening to me right now are love specialists. All they do is love work. Okay, well, you spread some love because we need more love. Some of you can work a curse like the devil. So you work that curse. Pick your targets right. Don't just swing at everybody. Swing at those who need to be swung at. You make sure the other side of the blade of justice gets taken care of too. I'm not telling you to stop being who you are. I'm not telling you to rise up as warriors, one, united. I'm saying take your skill. Take your knowledge and use it now. Now, damn it. Use it now. Use it on every arena. Use it on every front. Stop fighting amongst each other. Let's get this taken care of. Because we got problems. We got ills. I would like it if this could all be settled peacefully. But you can't settle everything peacefully. Not when people are shooting you can't do that. You can't just say, everything's going to be all right, and if we don't fight, they'll leave us alone. No, they'll pick you off. It's been proven time and time again. Right now, this is going to get transmuted. The media, all of us, 
Everybody with their own concerns are going to change this up. People are going to say, we need more gun control. If there was gun control, this wouldn't have happened. Somebody else is going to say, we need less gun control. We need to arm every preacher, every rabbi, every priest, everybody, or every holy man, every holy woman in the country. They're going to go off in their two various directions. The problem with those are, A, 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama, was blown up with dynamite. People will find a means to commit violence. They will. The problem with the other side of it is, yeah, that's what we need, more guns. We need everybody armed. We need the shooting gallery in there. Maybe we could have more dead people. That's sad. That seems completely appropriate to me. Let's arm the shit out of everybody and just kill everybody on sight. That's crazy. The extremes aren't going to help us because we are suffering right now the blade of the extreme and the extremist. Somebody else is going to say, this is about mental illness. This is about mental illness. He was mentally ill. Other people are going to say, this is an attack on Christianity. I've already heard that today. People are going to take this and make it fit what they want it to fit. But it's not going to do anything for the nine dead. And we have a system in this country right now where this guy and we're going to say there's a problem with drugs. He was taking drugs. We need to do something about drugs. And he'll have a trial. He may go to jail. He may get the death sentence. I don't know. But we have African-American men his same age who are being shot and choked and killed in the streets for the most minor of violations, taillights out, selling cigarettes. We have African-Americans who are being shot on sight by police for doing nothing. Looking at air pellet guns in Walmart, playing, children playing in parks. We can't have it both ways. You can't wash blood clean enough. You can't say, hey, you know, this poor kid, poor kid. This guy's roommate says he was planning something like this for the last six months. Didn't do anything. Didn't stop him. Didn't alert the didn't alert the authorities. This is a guy who on his jacket wore patches of the flags of apartheid South Africa and Rhodesia. Had the Confederate flag. But nobody saw it coming. I didn't just happen. And this guy was stopped today at 10.44 a.m. in his vehicle 
where he had fled to North Carolina. He had crossed state lines. He was found in Shelby, North Carolina. At 10.45 a.m., police stopped him in his vehicle. And he had at least one weapon in the vehicle with him. And he's alive. He's alive. They took him. Now, some people don't want to face truth. They'll say, well, that's what the police are supposed to do. They're supposed to take him. They're supposed to take him alive. And I am not saying he should have been executed. Don't get that twisted up. I'm not saying he should have been gunned down. What I'm saying is there's a problem. There's a goddamn problem. You need to wake it up and see it. How can you not see that there's a goddamn problem? How can you not see that he was taken alive, no big hullabaloo, you know, I mean, it was done, I am sure, efficiently and according to police procedure, but African-American suspects aren't given that same level of handling. They're shot. People jump up on the hoods of the cars and fire through the windows at them. You can't pretend that those two don't have anything to do with each other. We have people saying, now slow down, slow down, slow down. We don't know if this is a hate crime yet. Individual stood up, pulled out a weapon, said, I'm here to kill blacks. When later, as he had already killed people and the crowd was begging for him to stop, he said, you rape our women and you're taking over our country and you have to go. We don't know it's hate crime. Well, okay. Now, that may be a legalistic standpoint. Certainly, if any lawyer says that, that's because the lawyer's covering his or her ass, because this does have to go to trial. But if you honestly believe that, if you honestly believe it had nothing to do with that church, it had nothing to do with black people, you're a part of the problem. If you don't hear the echoes in his statements of the shit that's being said, by political candidates on news media, you're part of the problem. No more. No more. No more glad-handing. No more Pontius Pilate hand-washing. It's time that we admit what's going on. Now, again... At some point, somebody's going to get pissed off and say, who the fuck is this white man to say this? Well, let me tell you who this white man is. Let me tell you exactly who this white man is. A bomb goes off someplace, an Islamic extremist does something, and our smug, self-righteous little culture says, all Islamic individuals need to take responsibility. They need to repudiate this. Now, that's a standard we don't hold anybody else to, but they say that. They need to repudiate this. Otherwise, they're part of the problem. Otherwise, they're in support of the terrorists. Otherwise, they're in support of the killers. All right. Let me play that game with you. I repudiate this. I repudiate this as a white individual in our culture. 
I repudiate this as someone who has white passing privilege. Now, it goes away the minute I put a kip on, but I can take it off. So I have passing privilege, and I repudiate it. Supposedly, my voice has a little more power. Okay, then I'm using my voice right here, right now. And if you're a white individual, and you're hearing my voice, and you're not going to do the same thing, you're a part of the problem. If you have ever agreed that people who just happen to be Muslim need to make some sort of statement against extremists who also happen to be Muslim, and you've ever thought that was correct, you have to stand up right now, tonight, not next week, tonight. You have to repudiate this thing that happened. You have to speak out. You have to speak out against Dylan Roof, against the system that helped put those thoughts in his head, whether he was mentally ill or not, because whether he was mentally ill or not, those thoughts didn't come out of whole cloth. They didn't just happen. He gathered them from his culture. And if you don't, if you don't stand up, then you can never say that about anybody else, and you're part of the goddamn problem. You're part of the goddamn problem. Dig? Let me give you a little example here. South Carolina, where this happened, flies what people call the Confederate flag on its state capitol. Today, the flags throughout South Carolina stood at half-mast, except except for that quote-unquote Confederate flag on the Capitol building. That did not go to half-mast. And let me tell you a little something. It's not the Confederate flag. It's not. It's not. It's the Confederate battle flag. It is the battle flag of the Confederacy. It's what everybody calls the Confederate flag. It's the battle flag of the Confederacy. And it's to fly. Hi. Now, some people will say, oh, you're going to get distracted. You're going to talk about this flag bullshit, and you're going to get away from it. No, I'm not. I'm trying to talk to you about a system. I'm trying to talk to you about a goddamn system. What do you expect is going to happen when the Confederate battle flag flies from full mast even every fucking day? on the flagpole of the state capitol. But maybe that doesn't mean anything to you. So let me give you something else to mull over. Let me discuss with you a moment the Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina. Let me, let me talk to you about that a moment and see if that means anything to you. Because, again, I'm trying to discuss a system with you. What can I tell you about it? Well, I can tell you that it is the oldest African Methodist Episcopal Church in the southern United States. 
and that it houses the oldest black congregation south of Baltimore. I can tell you that it was founded in 1816 by African-American former members of the Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, who left the church because of a dispute over burial grounds. What you need to know is that in 1822, Denmark Vesey, Denmark Vesey, one of the church's founders, was implicated in an alleged slave revolt plot. Vesey and five other alleged organizers were executed on July 2nd after a secret trial in which testimony was gained by torture. After that, they took him out and hung him. They took him out and they hung him. And then they burned down the church. The church we're talking about. They burned it down. Now later it was rebuilt in 1834. More than ten years later. However, in 1834 when it was rebuilt, all black churches were outlawed in Charleston. Congregation had to meet in secret until the end of the Civil War in 1865. Now that may sound like a bunch of goddamn numbers. What does that matter? Why are you talking about that? What what does that got to do with anything? Do you think this is an accident that he walked in there? He just picked a black church. You know, he just saw some black people. No, there's no accident here. This is like when people talk about the shooting in France, and they say, isn't it a shame that those people with the guns went into that market and chose to kill random strangers? And what they don't say under their breath is that kosher market on a Friday before Shabbos to kill those Jews. See, you can spin it any which way you want. But they did choose that market on purpose. And I'm telling you, this guy didn't just... He didn't win this church in a lottery. He picked it. He picked it. A lot of people are saying about what a shame it is that the Honorable Reverend Clementa Pickney was killed and that he was such a noted reverend and this man of God and the reverend and the reverend and the minister and the reverend and the minister. But what they're not saying is that he was first elected to the South Carolina General Assembly in 1996 when he was the youngest African-American elected to the South Carolina State Legislature. And that he served in the South Carolina House of Representatives until being elected to the South Carolina Senate. That's right, he's a senator. In the South Carolina Senate, he was a senator. He was a senator, folks. The, last night when he was shot, he was a senator. Or that he pushed for laws to require police and other law enforcement officers to wear body cameras. The Walter Scott incident in North Charleston. Or that he was to meet and be at 
two different political rallies that were to be in Charleston. One, both by presidential uh, hopefuls, by Hillary Hinton and Jeb Bush. He, he was to be a part of that, you see. This was just hours before Reverend Pickney met with Hillary Clinton as part of her presidential campaign, and Jeb Bush was to be in Charleston today. Mr. Bush has decided to uh, cancel his appearance in Charleston. He won't be going to Charleston. Now, does that sound to you, and I'm not trying to spin some spider web conspiracy here, I'm just saying, does that sound to you like this is all random? This is all, this just happened. This just happened. No, this isn't random, and it didn't just happen. A guy who plans something for six months, who wears patches of the flags of Rhodesia, apartheid South Africa, the Confederate battle flag, who prepares a weapon, I don't give a shit what weapon it is. Let's not get hung up on that. Who walks into a church, asks where, asks where Reverend Hickney is, goes and sits near him, goes through the Bible study, after the Bible study, which, by the way, if you know anything about churches, not as many people in the Bible study as in the service. Waits till the service is going to begin. Stands up says, I'm here to kill black people, says it, and then kills black people in the oldest, one of the oldest churches, one of the oldest African-American congregations in the South. Yeah, it's all, it's all fucking random, right? That's got nothing to do with anything. And it's obviously got nothing to do with hoodoo, right? It's got nothing to do with us. We're just going to go on our merry way. got to stop. I can't make it stop. Not by just saying stop. If I could, I would be on my rooftop right now screaming it until my throat bled. But I can't. Because it's not a matter of I. It's a matter of we. We have to stop it. And I got news for you. And it's unpleasant fucking news, but I got it for you. Guess what? If you're white... You've got more power. You've got more ability to make it stop. So use it! Do fucking something! Don't drift off into bullshit. Don't drift off into gun control, anti-gun control. Somebody's going to make this an abortion issue. Don't drag off into gay rights. Somebody's going to make this about gay marriage. Well, you know, you can only expect God to punish us when... Bullshit! God didn't punish these people! Somebody's going to drag it off into every witch thing. Somebody's going to say it's a false flag. Let me tell you something. If you think this is a false flag, if you think this is a staged act by Big Brother to take your guns away or make it something like that, stay the fuck away from me! Nine people are dead. How many more do you need? Do you need a whole church? Do you need a city? Do you need an entire section of town? Does somebody need to go and drop a bomb on African-American neighborhood? Well, we've already done that. 
several times in this country, Oklahoma, Chicago. What more do you need? But there's a particular audience that comes and listens to this show, and that's the spiritual worker audience. Those who are spiritual workers, those who want to be spiritual workers, and those who are interested in spiritual work. So I'm saying again, I'm saying again, right now, do something. I don't care. Do something. I only feel like doing love work. Then do love. Spread love. Spread it. I'm only good at cursing. Then fucking curse. But do something. Get off your fucking asses and do something. Because right now, to quote Mr. Cash, all I see is a darkness. Well, you're my friend And can you see Many times We've been out drinking Many times we shared our thoughts But did you ever, ever notice the kind of thoughts I got? Well, you know I have a love, a love for everyone I know. And you know I have a drive To live I won't let go But can you see its opposition Comes rising up sometimes That it's dreadful And position comes blacking in my mind And that I see a darkness 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 Did you know how much I love you Is the hope that somehow you Can save me from this darkness Well, I hope that someday, buddy, we have peace in our lives, together or apart, alone or with our wives, and we can stop our whoring and pull the smiles inside and light it up forever and never go to sleep. My best unbeaten brother, this isn't all I see.
to have 90 minutes on the air each week. So did you think I wasn't going to fucking talk about this? Do you think for a heartbeat I'm trying to show up Beverly Smith? You're crazy. She's there every week doing this. But this is a little bit of power that I have. You see, it's just a little bit of power that I have. So I'm going to use that little bit of power I have. Maybe 16 people will hear me. Maybe 100 people will hear me. Maybe 200 people will hear me. Maybe one person will hear me. I don't give a shit because at least I did something. A lot of you out there right now have churches. Okay, do something with your church. At least at least have some sort of ceremony for these nine fallen people. At least express solidarity with the Mother Emmanuel Church. A lot of you have candle ministries. Okay, set some damn lights for these nine people. Or in solidarity with the Mother Emmanuel Church. A lot of you people have dark, spooky, nitty, and gritty, terrifying little spaces that you do work that we dare not even speak of. Well, go do something in that space then. I'm calling on everyone, on every side, on every division. Light, dark, high, low, legal, illegal. Well, not that I want you to do something illegal, but in the sense that if you feel you are a part of a world that isn't that, White, black, I don't care. I'm calling on everyone because, see, I got a secret for you. If we all stood up at once, all of us, 70% of us, 75% of us, 60% of us, 55, 51% of us, 49, I don't give a shit, too. Well, then something might happen. They might go, oh my God, there's a movement. We got to do something. Powers that be might be forced to address things. The bombing in Alabama of the 16th Street Baptist Church changed things. We went back. We lost ground. We didn't do a good enough job. We didn't ferret everything out. But that changed things. They went too far. And it changed things. Things have gone too far tonight. Things went too far last night. We can make a change. We have a caller, and we're going to now start taking callers. So if you want to call in, once again, 323-642-1214. And so we're going to put our caller on the air. Our caller is coming to us from area code 843. Area code 843, you're live. Hi. Hi, this is Crystal, and I am calling from South Carolina. Hello, Crystal. Um, Yes, sir. Hi, how are you doing? I'm um, rough. How are you? Rough, too, to put it mildly. Um, when I saw the news last night um, about the incident that occurred in Charleston, it shook me up inside really badly. And what you've said over the last hour or so, I am with you 1,000%. We all, all of us are human beings. We are all people, regardless of our age, sex, race, status quo. And we are born into this world. 
as human beings, and we need to show each other some respect, and we need to stand up for these fallen people who have been mistreated, abused, killed, made into almost nothing for centuries. I am appalled by it personally. And I do what I can every single day. I go out there in my community and I speak about this person to person, face to face. And now I don't have a radio show yet. I did one years ago with a group of people and there was a lot of infighting and and so it had to stop. That's why I also agree with you about the infighting needs to be laid down. Let the ego go and let's do the work. Um, I commend all of you spiritual workers that put your best effort into helping humanity because we need it. And I'll be the well, first commend, person I to commend, say that I appreciate everything that you do. Well, I commend you, and I appreciate you, that you go out and do do that in the streets and do meet people face-to-face. And I know you're going to keep doing it, and I, and I yeah, thank I'm you to. for that. That's right. We've all got to. We've all got That's, to, okay? Mm-hmm. And and I just mm-hmm. want to thank you for that, and thank you for your words so much, Crystal, and thank you for listening thank to you. the show. You're yes, welcome. sir, and please You're, keep up the great work. Thank you so much. You too. You keep up your good work. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, so once again, that number is 323-642-1214. Um, I see a lot of names in the chat room who I know have probably got something to say about this. So if you got something to say about this, call in, because otherwise I'm just going to keep going on and on and on and on. I'm a real tenacious, stubborn person. If you think I can't talk about this for 30 minutes solid, you are oh so wrong. And we have another caller. Our caller is coming to us from area code 917. Area code 917, you're on the air. Hello, Professor Porterfield. It's Andrea Weston from Liquid Libations. How are you? Uh, well, doing rough. How are you, sister? Uh, no, I am numb. I am numb, my brother. I just want to thank you for tonight's show. Uh, very necessary, and it needed to be said. And I agree with you a thousand percent that. We need to stop the bickering and the infighting, but I do implore people that they have to get out and they've got to be active in their communities, especially pressuring politicians and those in the media to stop the portrayals of blacks as thugs and criminals and change these damn laws that make a lot of this shit possible. That's absolutely correct because we have to change. I hate... I hate to use such an academic term as narrative, but that's what it is because yeah. it's a story. It's the narrative. You know, it's goddamn we have story. to change. We have to change the narrative. And it's one that's thing cr- to be out in our communities serving, talking, rallying, but it's another thing to use the power of your vote. And for that's those right. of us and that it- can vote and help other people to register and overcome the hurdles, especially in states like South Carolina, Texas, and Florida – where there are barriers put up to prevent people from voting. We have to do that, too, because the laws have to change. That's correct. The mindset and, you know, has we to don't, change. 
it does. We don't have an ongoing dialogue in our media and in our society about space aliens trying to take over our brains. Because if we did, this young man, if he is mentally ill, might have still killed people. But when he did, he would have been saying something about, the aliens are here, they're trying to kill us. See, but he didn't. He said, he he stood over his victims and said, you rape our women. You're taking over our country. He methodically and meticulously planned, laid out, and executed nine people. And if he could have killed more, he would have. And, you know, not only in Charleston, South Carolina, because that's where the massacre occurred, but last night in Memphis, Tennessee, a church was shot up while choir rehearsal was going on around, I believe, the same time. So, and then you know, there and there was uh, another another shooting at a church early this morning, uh, although no one was present. But they shot into the door as well. Right. So, so that's we a response have to, to get this. out. Right. Exactly. We have to get out and change the mindset. We have to get out and break down barriers, especially as spiritual workers, especially as community activists. It's one thing to talk to talk, but we got to walk the walk. I walk the walk every day, every chance that I get, and we have to have more of that. Well, thank you so much for doing that, and thank you for all that you are doing. And I, I believe that if we, you know, listen, if 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 you keep your, and this is not a call for violence, it's just a truth. No. If your fingers are open, you can't hit anybody. You have to close all your fingers together, okay? Right. And if we closed all of our fingers together, if all of us acted as one, not just in the Absolutely. spiritual community, that change, we could knock down walls. Nothing could stop us. Absolutely. Thank you so and much you know, in on it. we have to do this, Professor. So thank you for having this show. Thank you for thank you for everything you do. You do you do a lot, sister. And keep 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 the flags flying and keep keep on fighting. Okay? All right. Take care. Bye bye. God bless you. We have uh, another caller, and I think I, you know, folks, I've never really done a, a big call-in show, so uh, I'm trying to sort it out and uh, just do it as best I can. So we have another caller, and our caller is, oh, I'm sorry, I think I knocked Andrea off. Oh, dear. Anyway, maybe she'll come back. Um Okay, real professional there, whatever. We have another caller who's calling in. This is, I think I know who this is. This is the caller is coming in from area code 817. Area code 817, you're live. Hi, hon. Hi. I am an old woman who marched from 1966 until... Well, I guess I still am. I'm heart sick. I feel so much failure. The day that Barack Obama was elected president, day of my life, because I thought, finally, we have accomplished something. And yet, we have gone backwards instead of forwards. If you don't stand up for these people who were murdered, 
if you don't stand up for your African-American neighbors, friends, communities, churches, you are lost. Your soul is empty. So I would ask anyone who can do any kind of spiritual work to please go and do that now to help my heart not be so heavy. And I thank you for the show. Well, thank you. Uh, This is Gabriel Swain, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, My mother. Thank you for calling in, Mom. And I know that you you and others you and others have fought long and we're gonna keep fighting. So I'm not I'm not stopping, so somebody's gonna have to stop me if they want me to stop. Well, okay. (laughs) I I love you, Mom. I love you too. Bye bye. Nice. Bye bye. All right, once again, folks, that uh, number is 323-642-1214. And uh, if you call in and you press 1, I'll put you on the air, and you can say what you need to say. I have a couple of things. We have not won. This battle goes on. And inaction is a quote, and I apologize, I don't remember who the quote is by. And the quote is that when you take inaction in the face of such things, when you choose to do nothing in the face of such things, you are siding with the aggressor. You are siding with the perpetrators. You are siding with the oppressors. Because your lack of action aids them. We have a caller from, our next caller is calling in from 781. So 781, you're live. Hello. Hello, Professor. This is uh, Paige Zafiriu calling from Boston, Massachusetts. Hello, Paige. I am so mad that I can hardly speak. Um. Thank you for doing this show tonight. Um, I'd like to say that I am a very young person. I am a spiritual worker, uh, and and I will be doing everything in my power with the gifts that I have as we go on through these struggles with the problems in America. And if there's any other spiritual workers who would like to get in touch and coordinate working, I would be very happy to do so because we are strong in numbers just as we are strong on our own. And together we, as you say, with our closed fists and the works that we do can join and make some some change, any change. That's right. Any change. Anything. Anything. Even a little thing, we can make a difference. And not just in spiritual work, folks, but also to go out there and aid your communities as well. Thank you so much, Paige, for calling in. I I know you're a a good worker, and I know you're going to go far, and thank you for being a part of this. Thank you, Professor. We now have a caller from, and I think I know who this caller is as well, from 707, area code 707. You are on the air. 
you have fifty percent chance of being right. <laughs> That's right. Hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Catherine. Um, you could have uh, guessed Nagashiva, and you would have been probably half right. Um, thank you for doing this show. Um, and I'm. I just want to add my voice here. Um, like Gabrielle, I have marched long and grown old. Uh, never stopped, really. I got to be unpopular. Got to be told, oh, we're post-racial. This ain't happening no more. You're just an old hippie. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, mm-mm. It's the same shit. It's the same shit it was in uh, my youth. Same shit it was in my mother's youth when uh, Hitler killed half her relatives for being Jewish. Same shit it was, you know, long time shit. It's a long time shit. So uh, there is um, a way that human beings are. It's ugly. Human beings want to band together in groups and dominate other groups. And America was built on banding together and dominating people of color. That was That's what made America great. And to disassemble that, to take it apart, to to tear it down to the bricks, uh, is going to hurt people who've built uh, financial gain, property ownership, fame, just adulation on their pale skilled and color privilege, white privilege. They don't want that thing torn down, and they will take pawns. You might want to play that song time sometime. Only a pawn in the game. They will take pawns like this little dude. He's just a nobody. Yes, he planned it. Yes, he thought he had free will. Yes, yes. But he was he was tooled for the job. Uh-huh. And um, they, they do this. There's two parts to the game. There's two parts to the game. One part is make the victims look like bad people. And the other one is make the pawns right. feel aggrieved. Right? Right. So this little man was made to feel aggrieved, and now he feels like a hero. Um, I'm just going to tell you, this is human nature, and it's going to go on and on and on. And I thought at one time we'd all grow up. We'd all stop it, you see. Maybe we'd all, you know, give each other a a joint to smoke or a hug, or maybe we'd fuck with each other, or we could all just say, you know, I'll fuck with people who don't go to war, and then we'll all, everyone wants to fuck, so they won't go to war. Turned out that wasn't true. Uh, There's just people who are violent, evil, ugly, creepy people, and I don't know, genetics, is it foolishness on their part that they listen to the TV shows? Is it video games? What made them do it? I don't know, but I know that the only answer can be a spiritual answer because there sure is no human answer at this point. You know, there's no human answer because we've seen it. We've seen it ebb and flow, ebb and flow. And if they're not doing this, it'll be a soccer match riot, right? It's human beings. This is evil. This is evil. We're looking at the devil, and that is human beings, in my opinion. And so I'm sick of it. I'm sick at heart. I look at this and I go, yeah, I'll, I'll work. But the only work I can do is spiritual work. I can put my body on the line. I can march again. I've been marching all my life. But this is sickening. This is so sickening. And, yes, what does it have to do with hoodoo? Well, people, 
People Everything. called me out. It, people called me out. Oh, well, Kat is such an asshole. She wants people to know black people in order to study hoodoo. <laughs> now we get it, don't we? Now we get it. That's now right. the chickens, chickens have come home to roost. Have come home to roost, yes, in droves. That's right. In droves, right? There's, there's a point here, and the point seemed harmless to hoodoo. Harmless. Oh, well, I'll just have white pagan hoodoo. And I won't have any black right. friends. But it's okay because it's just a kind of European thing anyway. And it's just folk magic, right? Now you see where that got you, baby? That's where it got you. It got you on the wrong side of history. It got you on the side of the people who kill black people. Good luck with that one. That's right. You little yep. hoodoo freak. The arc, the, the arc of history is against you. That is correct. Well, that's, that's right. So one of the things I intend to do, and I have done it, I've I've just started telling people I, I'm cutting them out. I mean I'm cutting them out. They're just gone. I don't need to play games with those little uh, soft piss ants, you know. Um, I just don't need to play games with them. I do understand what you're saying. People should come together. We should not be um, holding grudges in our own community. Will that help? That's I right. Hope, I hope to God it will. I hope to God it will. Maybe well, this is the writing on the wall. You know, all I can do is, is like you're saying, all I can do is for is myself. So that's my call. Do I expect anybody to lay down anything? I don't care. That's where I'm going to stand. Well, I, I, I applaud you for that. I applaud you for that. And, folks, that is not weakness. That is from a position of strength. And I, I know at this point, um, you know, the bell has rung. You know, that's right. <laughs> we're in the we're in the middle of the fight now. This isn't sitting around, and this is this is the uh, well. I thought my thought my heart was broken. Um, well, my heart's been broken so many times. <laughs> Tamir Rice really took me over the edge. But this, you know, this is war, and um, and it it was deliberate. It's deliberate war, and that means that's right. We have a, a country at war with itself. We got to look at that. That's right. We got to look at that. That's right. So, yes, I stand with my black brothers and sisters. I stand with anyone who has been given less than justice, given less than food, given given less than education, given less than clothing, given less than housing. I stand with anyone who has been given less than. That's the work I do, the work I've always done. I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm so glad you devoted a show to it. It needs to be said, um, and it's going to be said a lot. Um, That's right. And I think at this point, at this point, there's only one other song that comes to my mind, a song called Which Side Are You On? There are (laughs) no neutrals there. There are no neutrals there. You you know, you, you, which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? That's what we got to talk about. Which side are you on? And I hope to be on the side, side of justice and and the side of good and right. All right, I've said my piece and and I I thank you for keeping your calm and cool cuz I'm not able to. <laughs> I really am not. Well, thank thank you for everything you do seriously. And you do a lot. And so thank well, you. Well, I try. And thanks for I try. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye-bye. That, by the way, was Catherine Ironwood, my sponsor. I'm going to say something for a minute. She'll probably be mad at me for doing it, but I'm going to still say something. 
my sponsor. That's who foots the bill. Okay? That's who foots the bill for this this show. That's who foots the bill for all those other shows. And very importantly, that's the person who foots the bill for In the Streets with Beverly Smith. So if you don't think for a moment, you know, that Lucky Mojo isn't involved, you're crazy. And that leads me to my next statement. You know, thank you. I appreciate people saying thank you to me. But this isn't about me. This isn't about me the fuck at all. And if this show is meaningful for to you, if this show meant something to you, I want to see your butt on Tuesday in the chat room for In the Streets with Beverly Smith. Because she's been talking about this every single incident. It's a hard show, man. It's not a fun show. I understand. I understand that people like to fucking call in or listen to my show because, you know, silly voices and the funny thing and the music. Great. It's a good time. That's what's designed to be. Information, you know, wrapped around fun so that you want to swallow the information. You know, like when your mom would put aspirin in the smiley face on the jello. Okay? But if you want to know what's going on, I'm not joking. This isn't some fucking bullshit promotion crap. If you want to know what's going on, if you want to keep abreast of it, can face the fucking heat in the kitchen. Listen to the In the Streets with Beverly Smith every week, Tuesday, okay? Seriously. There's a little something you can do. Doesn't take much time, you know? She runs a nice show. You can just tune in and listen. Then at least you've gathered knowledge. And if you listen to this show every week to gather knowledge about roots and the Bible and herbs and mineral curios and curios and what's going on, then go and gather yourself some knowledge about this goddamn situation. Arm your fucking self at least with information. Beverly Smith in the streets on Tuesday each and every week. We have another caller. This caller is calling in from area code 562. Uh, five six two area code five six two. You're on the air. Salam alaikum. Alaikum shalom. How are you, brother? How are you? I am. I am okay. I guess. I'm just calling to tell you this is a great show. I'm glad you're having it. And um, I put out a certain call to arms today too, because it was. Um, way past noon in Florida, and people were still talking about this other foolishness, the other media things that people want to talk about, including a lot of people in the spiritual communities. Now, I remember something that was said to me by you um, maybe about six or seven months ago. When you told me a story of why you get so upset at these things, one, I know that you are a caring human being, but you also stated to me that the, that that when these things occur, see, it's not just locked up in one community. It is right now, Okay. But we know in such hatred, such things towards one person, they're only the first. That's right. sooner or later, it's going to 
trickle down to everyone else, everyone who's of mixed race, everyone who's Jewish, everyone who's Hispanic, everyone who's this, who's that, who is a believer in something that they don't believe in. So guess who's right. next? You're next. Everyone That's who's right. listening to the show is next. You go ahead and turn your blind eye towards that side. Okay, I see everyone around here is a worker. Everyone is citing hoodoo. Everyone is citing conjure. Everybody's citing Paulo, Santeria, voodoo of all races. But yet and still, stay away from these hot topics. You can't hear a peep out of them. Don't they know that these spiritualities were born of struggle? And to don't fight they know the that they're next? That's and right. They are next. That's right. Charles, keep up the good work. I just wanted to chime in a little bit on this on this topic. Um, you know, it's burning me thirty different ways between this. I know, brother. And the genocide that's going on in Haiti, which I don't hear too many I know. people speaking about either. I need to no, to not too many. Right. Well, thank you for what you do. In all seriousness, and thank you for keeping fighting as well. Thank you, brother. Salam right. alaikum, everyone. Alaikum shalom. That was uh, Candelo Cambisa. Uh, he also has a show here on the LMC Radio Network, Candelo's Corner. And if you want to know a show that sits somewhere between In the Streets and the Now You Know show, you should check that show out. Because my brother Candelo is not afraid to talk about how these issues intersect into our community. Whether it be the rights of gays and lesbians, the, what the situation he's talking about with the Dominican Republic, which is what they're trying to do is literally just kick everybody out of the country who has Haitian ancestry. Okay? Haitian ancestry. you got to go. Bye. So this is pervasive, and he is dead right. You're next. You're next. Let me tell you something, and I'm not trying to get off the topic. I'm not trying to make this about something else. There's a point in this, and I want you to listen to it. Fox News, oh God help me that I have ever had to say those two words together. Fox News today had a big thing, and they found some minister who would agree with them, who wanted to talk about having to arm ministers, arm ministers, arm priests, etc. Well, they didn't actually talk about priests. They didn't actually talk about rabbis. They just talked about ministers because, of course, they said this is a war on Christianity. They're sitting about race. They actually said it wasn't about race. It's a war on Christianity because it took place in a church. In other words, if it had taken place in a bookstore, it would be a war on books. See how idiotic that is? But they actually called for arming members of the the clergy, if you will. Let me tell you something. At the high holidays, Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, in synagogues all over the world, and even in this country, even in this country, those synagogues hire extra armed guards. They hire guards. There are synagogues in this world that I can't get into 
as a Jew, I can't get into that synagogue unless I know somebody who's a part of that synagogue. I'm talking about in places like France, other places. I can't get into that synagogue unless someone will speak up for me and say, yeah, I know him. He's a good Yid. He's fine. He's a Lonsman. He can come in here. He's cool. He's from America or he's from you know, Texas or wherever. And that's not just true in Europe. That's not just an isolated event. See, that's where it goes. Is that what you want for everybody? Because that's what your Jewish brothers and sisters already have. We already have to have armed guards. We already can't take the allowance of letting just any person who says they're a Jew into the church, into the temple, into the synagogue. We're already there. We're already there. Do you want that now for the Methodists, for the Episcopalians? Is that where we're going to go? We're just going to run down that little line? That's no fucking solution. Now, I'm not calling Jews out about that. I'm not saying, tut, tut, you dumb yids, why did you do that? I'm not saying that. You have to understand that they did it because, well, just about 70 years ago, 6 million of them went up a chimney. Okay? That They already know they're next. They already know they're next. So you need to wake up and realize you're next. I'm not saying that to pander fear. I'm not saying, you're next, boogie boogie, whoa. I'm saying you're involved. Your ass is in this boat, too. You're in here, too. Am I saying, let's all just run off and do spiritual work and nothing the fuck else? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, do something. Do any fucking thing. There's always going to be people who are going to go, oh, big deal, yeah, you post on Facebook, whoop-de-fucking-do. If one person saw one post you fucking made and it made a difference in their fucking life, you accomplished something. Somebody else is going to say, oh, yeah, you're doing spiritual work, big deal. Yeah, if one candle you burnt did one thing, one tiny little thing, swayed one cop from pulling the trigger, you did something. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can get people out to register to vote. Two-party system, same fucking bad guys, same all the time, false equivalency, blah, 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 blah. Fuck you. If you get one person to be able to exercise their ability to vote when somebody else is trying to take it away from them, listen, if the vote has no power, why take it away from people? Why not encourage everybody to vote? If the vote has no power, if it's all just a big game, then why not make, uh, oh, when you get your driver's license uh, registered to drive, you're registered to vote automatically. You don't got to do this yearly bullshit thing whenever, you're, uh, you know, whenever your driver's license uh, fucking renews and you have to change it because you change the address or whatever. We do the same for your voting district, etc. Why not do that? Why try to take away people's power to vote? Obviously, there must be something worth in it. So if you help one person, if you see somebody hungry and you help give them anything, Oh, man, you can't trust those fucking people who are going to buy drugs with it. Fuck you. If you just do something, something, do something rather than nothing. There are people who are going to get up and do some things. Tonight, tomorrow, join. I'm not saying, you know, uh, you know I'm not saying let's give peace a chance. I'm not saying kumbaya. I'm saying take Action! Heal the world! You don't have to heal all of it. Just try to heal some part of it. You are not 
excused. You're not excused by those who are being oppressed. You're certainly not going to be excused by the oppressor because it's only a matter of time before they get you. So do something. Do a little something. And people say, well, they'll shoot us, they'll kill us, they'll do whatever. Okay, but again, because he's the only one I got loaded tonight, so sorry, kiddies. In the words of Mr. Cash, ain't no grave. Ain't no grave. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna rise right out of the ground. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. Well, look way down the river. What do you think I see? I see a band of angels And they're coming after me Ain't no grave can hold my body down There ain't no grave can hold my body down Well, look down yonder, Gabriel Put your feet on the land and see But Gabriel, don't you Blow your trumpet till you hear from me. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. Meet me, meet me in the middle of the air And if these wings don't fail me I will meet you anywhere Ain't no grave can hold my body down There ain't no grave can hold my body down Well, meet me, mother and father Meet me down the river road and mama, you know that I'll be there when I check in, my Lord. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Again, Johnny Cash with Ain't No Grave. It's also known as Gonna Hold This Body Down, and it's a traditional American gospel song by Claude Ellie. It's been a very different show. I wish I could say that it's been a very different show because it's been a very different day. But it hasn't been a very different day. When you look at the events yesterday, 
in shock and in horror, as we all are. It ain't a different day. It's no different than September 15th, 1963, in Birmingham, Alabama, at the 16th Street Baptist Church. Same day. Different names. We haven't talked a lot about Dylan Ralph because I have nothing to say. He's going to be the center of this. Everybody's going to talk about him. But he's not the center of this. He's not. He's part of the problem. The problem's bigger than him. He did not get his words out of the air. You rape our women. Where have we heard that? That's the biggest slander of all. That sounds almost to me like you kill our children for blood for their matzah. The same thing. You're taking over our country. Listen to that a minute. Our country. Our country. You're taking over our country. My ancestors bought your ancestors from people who had kidnapped them from another fucking continent. You've been here for hundreds of years, and you're taking over my country, our country. It belonged to him. Our country. That's not just for him. That's not just for him. Listen, all my Hispanic, Latino, etc., whatever you want to call yourself, because it changes, and I'm not smart enough to always understand it, and I apologize. <laughs> you don't think you're next? Saying that about you every day. Their country. You're trying to take over their country. Like it doesn't belong to the rest of us. And then finally, you have to go, he says. You have to go. <laughs> that sounds like it's a Jewish problem. He didn't just grab these words out of the air. It would be excellent if I could tell you that there's a, an evil spirit in the world and it whispered to this poor young man and addled his brain and took over his soul and possessed him and made him walk in there and do it. And if we all got together with enough of our power, we could trap that thing and bury it someplace under the sea. But it's not true. Earlier, Catherine Ironwood called in and she was right. This is a part of us. I don't mean it's part of white people. I mean it's part of us. But that doesn't mean that we're helpless. Like she said, the only work that we can do is spiritual work, spiritual problem. But we can address that spiritual work at many different levels. Not just by candles and root work, etc., but also by helping others, by shedding light where darkness is, by driving out the cockroaches, by fumigating the goddamn house. I don't mean killing people. Don't take it like that. I don't mean that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna become my enemy. Because then I got nothing. But we can do things. We have one last caller tonight. 
This caller is calling in from area code 210. Area code 210, you're on the air. How are you? Uh, been better. How are you? Doing great. Who is this? I, I was just Travis. Hello, Travis. Hello. I was just listening to yeah. Got anything to share with us? Uh, no, not at the moment. All right, Travis. Well, thanks for calling in. Hope you. Well, we needed to, so that's the way that is. You have been listening to a special broadcast of the Now You Know Show on the LMC Radio Network, made possible by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company of Forestville, California, and available on the web at luckymojo.com. I encourage you each and every one to tune in every week and listen to Beverly Smith in the streets if these sort of issues are important to you. And tonight, Winston won't say it. I will. This is not the end. It is not even the beginning of the end. But it is, perhaps, the end of the beginning. Keep the faith. Stay tall. Remember, there is redemption. Merchant ships Minutes after they took I From the bottom lifted But my hands was made strong By the end of the Almighty We powered in this generation Triumphantly won't you help to sing these songs of freedom? Cause all I ever have redemption songs, redemption songs. Emancipate yourselves from mental slavery. None but the ourselves can free our minds. Have no fear for atomic energy Cause none of them can stop the time How long shall they kill our prophets While we stand aside and look Some say it's just a part of it We've got to fulfill the book Won't you help to sing these songs of freedom Cause all I ever had 
Songs of freedom, songs of freedom. 